All right, everyone, it's Dr. Nee. Welcome back to another replay episode. This episode is going to be a replay of our tax series that we did with Eric McLaughlin. And this was the tax benefits of LLCs, how to use an LLC to take care of your taxes, how to lower your taxes. This was part of a larger tax series that I did with Eric, where we talked about through multiple episodes, all the different ways that doctors can decrease their taxes, whether they're employed or if they are self-employed. And apparently, according to y'all, this was a big interest of y'all because y'all downloaded this like crazy. So anyway, before I jump into that, right now I'm at my locums gigs, but I'm also doing a lot of bookkeeping and making sure that I'm reconciling all of the expenses that we used in Ghana and making sure that they are actual business expenses. So what does that quickly mean? Basically, bookkeeping is a way in which you keep in a ledger, whether it's an Excel document, a Word document, QuickBooks, or whatever it is, you keep track of what's coming into the business. So if you bill, when I bill a hospital for the hours that I worked and when they pay me, I keep track of that in QuickBooks. And then if I spend money on gas, on hotel, professional dues, all of that stuff, I keep track of that also. So what I'm doing right now with this trip to Ghana, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Remember, we did an episode where we said, how can we get a significant portion of our trip to Ghana, where we did a medical mission trip, tax deductible. That's going to require us doing a lot of reconciling. And one of the biggest issues that we had when we got there is I use American Express for my business card. And when you go over to Ghana, nobody really takes American Express. It's mainly Visa and MasterCard. And unfortunately, my other business card is a Visa card I left at home and I just figured I'll just use American. Anyway, long story short, I couldn't use my business card for business expenses and I ended up having to use my personal card, which is a Visa card to make expenses for the business. If I confused y'all, go back and rewind that. <laughs> All right. So as a result, I kept receipts. I scanned these receipts in, but now I got to reconcile and make sure that what's on the personal gets paid back by the business. But I also got to make sure that I'm keeping correct documentation to show that whatever amount that I'm putting in on the business side and I'm transferring into my personal account to pay myself back. Otherwise, my wife going to kill me. I got to make sure all of that stuff jives. So that's what reconciling is. That's what bookkeeping is. And in essence, that's the way in which our business is going to help decrease our taxes by making this trip tax deductible. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode, this replay episode with Eric McLaughlin, CPA. Let's talk about the tax benefits of LLCs, how to use an LLC to save taxes. Alfred, run the tape. Let's understand the tax law. People who are listening to the show, why shouldn't they be afraid of the IRS tax law? Really because it's set up for those who are in business, those who invest. That's where the advantages in the tax system are. Who it's not really set up for, unfortunately, is the individual who's the nine to five worker. Because one is the IRS gets their money first, state gets their money first, you get it what's left, versus when you're in these other types of income structures, you get to make your money first, you spend it, and then you make payments to the IRS and the state off of what's left. This episode is brought to you by Set for Life Insurance. Listen, docs, one of the first steps we took to pay off our student loan debt was realizing we paid way too much for our disability insurance. That all changed when we found Set for Life Insurance. They helped us with a customized insurance policy that met our needs and most of all, budget. To learn more, check out Set for Life Insurance. 
All right, everyone. This is Dr. Nee. I am joined by Eric McLaughlin, who is a CPA, graduate of Morehouse College, and is coming here to the show with over 20 years of experience. We're talking about, Eric, you've been working with real estate attorneys. You've been working with real estate professionals. You've been talking with doctors. You've been working with um, a whole host, host of different exactly. people who are in business, helping them save money on their taxes. Um, you are known as the man in Atlanta from what I, <laughs> from what I've heard. And uh, yes. you, you come, yes. you come with it, man. You also have your own show, uh, Level Up yes. with Eric McLaughlin also. Um, so it. listen, you got a lot of stuff going on with you. We appreciate you coming on Docs Outside the Box. Now, listen, before we jump into this real quick, everyone, this is the beginning of a tax series that we are doing. Um, as everybody knows, we um, as physicians, we as other professionals who are also listening to this show, um, you earn a lot, right? You have a lot of high income, but you may not keep a lot, right? What we're learning, it's all about what you keep, not just what you earn. And a lot of what we lose um, gets lost to taxes, right? So in this show, we're going to talk about how is it that you know, you should be talking with your CPA. How is it that for those who are going into side hustles, for those who are going into real estate, for those who are becoming independent contractors, we're talking about people who are working for insurance companies, people who are doing locum tenens, uh, people who are just doing contracting in general, um, as well as people who are in private practice. How do you retain more money by using the IRS tax code? How's that sound, Eric? Exactly. You hit it on the nose. That's exactly right. what so we want to talk about. Yeah, let's do it. So guys, we are going to quickly make this up. We're going to make this series uh, really short snippets and we're going to release it over several weeks and um, we're going to jump right into it. But before we start, there's a disclaimer. Me and Eric, we really don't want to see you in these streets. Okay. Remember, this advice is for entertainment purposes only. We're going to make sure the disclaimer is in every episode. Um, so please make sure at the end of this, get in touch with or confer with your tax professional um, before moving forward with any of the things that we talk about on this show. So Eric, real quick, you want to tell us a little bit more about who you are? Did I do a good job describing it? You did, you did a good job. I'm from California. So uh, born and raised, went out to Morehouse, uh, class of 93. I got a degree in accounting, worked for a big CPA firm. Um, and then jumped out and started my own practice. I got bit by this entrepreneur bug and I said, hey, I want to help our people. And so I started a CPA firm. So been around about 22 years I've been doing this, um, been licensed about 21 years. And so I enjoy working with businesses. I enjoy advising them, helping them say, hey, how can I give less of my money? to the IRS and the government, because that's really what they want. That's what everybody wants. That's just doctors. Nobody wants to give the IRS or the state any more money than they have to give them. So that's my job, is to help you all in the audience and my clients um, understand how do you do that? And it's through advisement, it's through structuring, it's through you know preparation and not being reactive or being proactive. So this is more than just H&R Block. <laughs> this is more than just TurboTax. This is some high-powered stuff. This is people who are coming to you really are frustrated with every year on a yearly basis giving a significant amount of money to taxes. Maybe they hear about people saving money on YouTube or you know, wherever it may be, on TV, and they want to know how to do this. And that's where you step in. So let's, exactly. let's, let's, let's jump into this. So our first tip is really... Um, Let's understand the tax law, because I think that scares a lot of people. I think a lot of people get nervous during this time. So let's jump into it. Why should people who are listening to the show who may be wanting to go into any of these fields that I talked about before, where they're independent contracting, starting a business, or whatever it may be, why shouldn't they be afraid of the IRS tax law? Really, because it's set up for those 
who are in business, those who invest in things like stocks and bonds and cryptos, those that are real estate investors, that's where the advantages in the tax system are. Who it's not really set up for, unfortunately, is the individual who's the nine to five worker, the one who's on a W-2. They are the ones that are really disadvantaged, let's say, by this tax structuring because one is the IRS gets their money first, state gets their money first, you get it, what's left, versus when you're in these other types of systems or other types of income structures, portfolio income, stocks and bonds, um, business income, active income, or passive income like real estate, you get to make your money first, you spend it, and then you make payments to the IRS and the state off of what's left. Mm, so, and this is all in the tax code. It almost seems like the book, when I finally understood it, it looks like the IRS tax code is written for a certain behavior that they want you to take, basically. And if you can follow that behavior, you'll be rewarded with certain tax advantages or certain tax credits and so forth. Am I describing it right? Yeah, I, I think that, that that would be would be the way to, to put it. I mean, I'm not a tax attorney. I didn't go to school for, for law. So obviously, there's a whole field that deals with, with tax law. But there are things in the tax code, in the tax system, that incentivize behavior, right? So that's why you always hear legislatures talk about, you know, and we're not dealing with Democrat or Republic, but you'll hear Republicans, for example, express how they don't want businesses to be overly taxed. Because if you overly tax them, then there's not enough money available for them, or they fear that there may not be enough money for them to pay their employees or money to grow their business to create more jobs. So it's those kinds of things that the tax code is structured to to incentivize certain behavior. Let's tax stocks and bonds a different way so people will put more money into the, the stock market. Let's tax investment a different way so people will put more money into real estate. Mm, got you. Okay, so basically, uh, you're being incentivized to do certain things that the that the government in general wants you to do. Hold up. Before we continue to all my day ones, and you know each and every one of you who you are, thank you for rolling with the show from Jump. And to the new listeners, welcome. What's good? Where y'all been? I want y'all to stay a while. All right. So look, I'm trying to build a community here and I need your help. So with whatever app you're listening to this show right now, I want you to click the subscribe button. Then I want you to go over to Apple Podcasts and I want you to rate and review the show. And you may be asking, how does this help? The way how it helps is by helping the show to grow and rise up in the rankings so that it's easier for new people to discover the show. Now, what's in it for you is at least once a week, I'm going to be going through these reviews. I'm going to pick a lucky reviewer and I'm going to give that person an opportunity to have a 15 minute session with me where we could talk about anything from personal finance, getting your money right to just shooting the you know what about the show. So listen, remember, all I need you to do is subscribe and then rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. Let's get on with the episode. Peace. So let, let's jump right into corporate structures, because I think that's one of the biggest things that people who are starting out, they have questions about. And I'm, the way I'm going to describe it is, is I want you to kind of teach it to us like we're fourth graders. And I'm, I'm cool. going to make some mistakes so you can you know correct me as 
you know, as you so see fit. But I think one of the biggest things is the corporate structures. I think when people are starting off their side hustle, if they're getting a real estate property um, or whatever they're doing, one of the things that they're concerned about is, look, I don't want anybody to sue me. And then also at the same time, I want to maximize as much deductions or maximize the tax benefits as much as possible. So people will say, well, I, I should create an LLC or I should be a sole proprietor, or I should do an S corp, C corp. There's all these different letters. You're next stuck in an alphabet soup and you're paralyzed. Talk to us about all of these different things. So what's the difference between an LLC and being incorporated, being sued versus tax benefits? Talk to us about that. All right. So again, I am not an, an attorney. So I'm talking to you from a CPA, accounting, tax perspective. You should consult with your legal professional to understand further the legal implications of these different structures. So the first structure, a limited liability company, right? An LLC is simply a structure that's set up to do what it says, limit your liability. In a limited liability company, it's the benefits I like about it are the fact that, one, they're fairly easy to set up. If you in the audience or you yourself, Dr. Darko, have ever set up your own company, you can see it's pretty straightforward. You choose the name. You put a business address, you have to get a registered agent, the individual who's going to receive the legal documents on your behalf. That's what a registered agent is. And it typically has to be a person that's located in the state where you set up an LLC. So another point is you can set up an LLC pretty much in any state, California, Georgia, wherever the the state is, you can set it up there. Some states are more advantaged than others, so that's why you have to have a legal attorney to help you out with. But in general, you have a registered agent, you have an address for the business, you have a name. And once you do that, a week or so, you 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 pay the, whatever the fee is, and boom, you're set up, ready to go. LLCs are pretty much easy to set up in that way, particularly if you're the only owner. What I like about it is they don't have but we'll talk about it in a minute with incorporations, what they call corporate formalities. So LLCs don't have to have minutes. They don't have to have resolutions. You can simply say, this is what I'm doing and I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's how easy it is. So that's why I like LLCs from a setup perspective versus an incorporation. So incorporation, again, a legal structure, you set up with various states provides limited liability, but it has some more formalities to it, Dr. Darko. So you have to have, you know, minutes, you have to have meetings, board meetings, you have to have a board of directors. Many people don't know that. They don't know when you're incorporated, you have to have a board of directors. And you may be the CEO and the chairman of the board. You may be those positions, but you have to have them, is what I'm saying. And you have to have a, uh, you have to have minutes and you have to have for example, an annual meeting or a waiver of annual meeting. See, I'm getting into all these terms. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, I don't know what this is. LLCs don't have that. And that's why I favor those over incorporations. But the big thing to pull away from this, if you don't pull away from anything else, is that LLCs and inks, for the most part, are liability protection structures. They are asset protection moves that separate your personal assets from your business assets. That's why you want to make and have those thoughts and not be what they call a sole proprietorship where you just operate under your name and your social. Okay. So what I meant, what I got from that also is you didn't mention anything about any tax benefits whatsoever. You mentioned asset 
benefits and protection benefits. So basically what you're saying is, is if you're starting up a business and you're looking for some type of tax benefit, whether you're LLC incorporated or sole proprietorship, that's really, that's a separate issue. Basically what you're saying. It is a, it is a separate issue. Yes. Um, and it should not be, you, you don't get a tax benefit just by setting up an LLC. There's no tax benefit that comes with an LLC. Now it's, different potentially with an incorporation because of how the IRS looks at those. But LLC, because that's what you hear all over the internet and people talking about setting up these LLCs and what tax benefits I get, there's there's none. The tax benefits come from going further into structuring of, should I be an S-corp? Should I be a C-corp? Should I be mm. a tax as a sole proprietorship? That's where you start talking about tax benefits. And that's also where you typically want to have a discussion with a tax professional to flush out what are those tax benefits and which structure is best. Sometimes it's better to start off as an LLC taxed as a C-Corp. Sometimes it's better to start off as an LLC taxed as an S-Corp. And sometimes it's just ready to be better to be an LLC that's classified as a disregarded entity and shows up on your Schedule C. It just depends on what you're doing. And that's what we have to have a discussion. Mm, I love it. I love it. So listen, we're going to get into later on in the series, we're going to talk about how to avoid the self-employment tax. So maybe that's where we'll get a little bit into the corporate structures. But listen, that's the end. But uh, Eric, how can people get in touch with you if they want to further this discussion with you? Maybe they want to you know, get some advice from you or hire you on. How do they get in touch with you? Absolutely. So you can just visit my website, ericmclaughlinllc.com. Click on my calendar and you can make an appointment that way. If you have difficulty making an appointment because my calendar is good to get full, you can call my office at 404-946-1855 and talk to my assistant. She puts it on. Well, I've, 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 so as a side point from this, I've had to learn how to really block my time so that I can make sure that I have give a, a proper attention to my clients. Before I used to, for example, meet like five days a week. <laughs> and I'm sure if you thought about it, even in your profession, if you start seeing patients for five days a week, you, you just, you don't have enough time to decompress, to think and those kinds of things. So I started setting days that I have meetings, but it makes my calendar tighter, but it makes me more efficient. I love it. I love it. All right, y'all. We'll catch you on the next tip. All right. Thanks.